the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. Roswell in the 21st Century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 
Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Welcome to CC with BB. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And welcome back, all you, all you listeners who have been with us for so long. Today, I want to mention that uh, coincidences are good for exercising for your mind. They stimulate curiosity. They strengthen your ability to observe your own mind. They sharpen intuition, and they can help you hone rationality. I'll focus on curiosity, because analyzing coincidences is like solving riddles and mysteries, and even playing online games. They activate our childhood sense of wonder. Wonder wonder leads to curiosity. Curiosity then drives solution-seeking. Coincidence Coincidences puzzle you about your own identity and how relationships work. Dopamine squirts in the brain and boosts curiosity adventures. And like body exercises, curiosity is also good for you. They ur- curiosity urges you to explore and seek novelty. Curious people are happier. And curiosity expands empathy by pointing our attention to the minds of other people. Curiosity about coincidences exercise the mind. Our guest today has become very interested in curiosity in a variety of ways. Bob Pargamont Pargamont is the owner of the Westchester Hypnosis Center in Harrison, New York, just north of Manhattan. He is a certified general hypnosis guy He does weight loss, hypnosis for pediatric people, and neuro-linguistic programming. He holds the Order of Braid from the National Guild of Hypnosis. He has been interviewed on many radio stations and TV stations and in many newspapers around the Northeast. Bob, thanks a lot for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Beitman. It's a pleasure. You're you're welcome. Now, you've had a, a... an interesting career. You were in radio for a while and you got into hypnosis. How did you, how did you get interested in hypnosis and coincidences? Because the reason, um, main reason I wanted you on this show is that you have come across a way of increasing coincidences that I hadn't run into before. You're, the idea behind Bob's work for me is that you have various forms of hypnosis that help people increase the number of coincidences that take place in their lives. That's true, yes. Um, can you hear me okay, Dr. Beitman? Yep. Okay, and is it okay if I call you Bernie henceforth? Sure, please do. Okay, thank you. So, Bernie, you know, uh, first I began practicing hypnosis about 16 years ago. Um, like many hypnotists, um, it be, it's a second career. It became a second career for many of the uh, fellow hypnotists that I know. 
I was in the television business, actually, not in radio so much. I uh, was a producer for, for WABC Television in New York, um, developed television programs, which I sold to uh, networks and syndicated programs, put shows on around the, uh, around the country. And um, after many years in the television business, my company uh, basically folded. It wasn't my, my company per se. I worked for a, a small division of a large publicly traded company. Uh, we used to syndicate shows like Showtime at the Apollo. But anyway, one, one day about 17 or 18 years ago, uh, we got a very um, surprising call. My team got a surprising call that the company was uh, closing its doors. And, you know, as they say, necessity is the mother of invention. I had already been involved in meditation and self-hypnosis uh, for many years before that and started you know, learning the, the art and science of hypnosis, studied with quite a few teachers over the years, and discovered that I had a certain um, uh, you know, ability to do this, and I opened up Westchester Hypnosis, and now have hypnotized many thousands of people, and um, I find it an amazing modality. It's, um, there is a, in my opinion, from my experience, a true connection between these deeper states of mind hypnosis and meditative states that do facilitate uh, synchronicities. I've seen that happen many times with me. And, um, and how about, uh, how about with, how about with your patients, Bob? Well, uh, you know, I, I've had patients who have expressed their experiences with synchronicities. I, you know, I can't say that I've tracked every one of my clients given the number of people that I've seen over the years, but, um, but, I think if my experience is somewhat indicative of what people in general can experience, I think that they are more likely to, uh, to experience synchronicities by virtue of going into these clarifying states of hypnosis and, and similar states. Well, I, I, I recognize that and I, I, that we're talking a lot about your personal experiences. And we'll, we'll get to that because you do have many. Um, but I, I do wonder about uh, what happens with patients of yours that I'm not saying you, you track everybody, but there are certain certain cases in which uh, synchronicities have happened maybe during a session or after a session uh, where the two of you got tuned into something that uh, was really something for each of you to have, because it happens in psychotherapy too. It's a, it's a not uncommon phenomenon that hasn't been uh, well-researched. Of course, Jung's famous scarab story is the most, most well-described kind of coincidence during psychotherapy. But I would imagine that uh, before or after hypnosis, there might be some, uh, some also synchronicity events taking place. Well, I, that's a great point. By the way, I do remember that Scarab story from your book, Co Connecting with Coincidence. Um, the, um, there, you know, there is a, uh, a synchronistic experience when you're hypnotizing, at least with me and my clients, in which I think the synchronicity is in real time. In other words, I am going into a state of trance, too, on some level. I noticed that about myself while my client is going into trance. Um, there's something intuitive that occurs between us, some sort of connective tissue, I think, that, um, that uh, is experienced while in the state. With oh, yes, yes, yes. Keep going, yeah. So, so there's something, you know, experiential that's happening in real time. Yeah. Um, it, it, so 
as it pertains to some of the synchronicities that you know you've experienced and that I may talk about here um, in terms of occurrences or events that occur, that I can't say I can't address quite so much as the actual feeling of being in the same um, strata of consciousness from uh, from doing hypnosis for the client and for myself. All right, so that's a very good uh, distinction to make. But when I'm seeing my patients, we're we're, we're not connected the way you're describing you you become with your patients. So let's let's but let's go through that um, some that that state of uh, synchronization between you and the person that you're hypnotizing and that you are making clear. And I'm glad you do this for our audience, Bob. That that you are also going into an altered state of consciousness as you are hypnotizing the other person. And then something seems to happen sometimes between your mind and the mind of the person that you're hypnotizing. Could you please t tell us something more about that? Well, sure. In, I think in order to be an effective hypnotist, one must first of all know the, the feeling of being hypnotized, which is a very sublime and very quiet inner self. Um, and of course, the client is experiencing that as well. So there's some sort of unspoken, uh, intuitive uh, connection there. And um, so you're, you're essentially, you know, a good hypnotist is empathetic and intuitive, in my opinion. And the ability to sense what a person is speaking about, at least pre-hypnosis, and then going into that state where you share that commonality of feeling um, is what occurs for me. So it's um, and, and that's really it's really cool. And that's what we're talking about um, right now trying to get to is that that shared that shared state of mind that, that you seem to be doing with some of your some of your patients, some of your clients. Could you please tell us more about maybe how, what that's like and maybe even some ex anonymous examples of what's happened? Sure. Um, well, when I. The, the feeling is one of, you know, supreme relaxation. Hypnosis is profoundly relaxation for, for the client and, again, for myself as well. So there's, you know, there's that shared recognition of what the state feels like. Um, and, of course, I know it from my experience prior to the session, having been able to put myself into a state of self-hypnosis through various means. So, um, so you know... Typically, people will just describe it as the most relaxed they've ever been. I'm right there with them. Um, of course, I'm, I have to engage my conscious and more analytical mind to understand what it is that I need to say to them while they're in hypnosis. So it's not the, uh, the same level of an immersion, I think, as the client experiences. I, but, I, I hope not. Right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, you, you're, you're required there to be a dual mind. And what I'm doing is comparing what you're describing to what I do as a psychotherapist. And I love the distinction. It's, it's pretty different. Uh, although there is a hypnotic quality uh, when I sit there and talk with someone in the office. And we've come to, and we've come to the end of this segment. <laughs> you will relax into the next segment. <laughs> You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Bipen, MD, and you will return for the next episode.
Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Jen E as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to CC with BBS. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We're talking with Bob Pargament, who is the owner of the Westchester Hypnosis Center in Harrison, New York. And we are getting into a slightly altered state of consciousness talking about hypnosis. And Bob, when we last left Bob Pargament, we were talking about the connection between the two people, Bob and his clients. And what I'm seeing is this consciousness merging in part. You've got to keep your rational mind going because you're the, you're, you're the leader in this. But there's a part of you that connects with the mind of the other person. And I imagine that sometimes there might be some telepathic communications between the two of you as you enter into this modestly merged state of consciousness. 
Well, I've had the experience, you know, of um, while I'm hypnotizing somebody, something will uh, fairly often flash through my mind, a, uh, a scene, um, a color perhaps, and the client afterwards will spontaneously, without any prompting on my part, mention that uh, just, you know, in, in passing. You know, by the way, I was thinking of this uh, rush of blue and purple that was going through my mind, and that's to what I was experiencing. So I think it's somewhat on the on the sensual level or the visual level. Um, uh-huh. uh, but, you know, clearly I, I can tell you this, that from my, my experience going into these states, I have, within the context of my own experience, um, had some rather interesting synchronicities occur to me. Um, I've shared a few with you, I know. Um, uh, I... I, I believe that hypnosis really does facilitate these. I think you've written about that in your book as well. And um, and I believe, you know, that when the mind is in this state of theta, you know, a measurable brainwave state, the, uh, the parabolic antenna, so to speak, of the mind becomes becomes broader, becomes more receptive. And, um, and that's what's happened in my personal, um, personal life. You know, sometimes... When I'm with clients, as I can see quite a few during the course of a day, it's tough to recap every, you know, every nuance of synchronicity that goes on between myself and the client. But certainly within my own life, I've seen this uh, in, in profound ways. The, I'm really not asking you to catalog, and we are, we are getting to where your your own experience is, but the the. The situation that you're describing intrigues me with you and your clients because there's there's something that happens between the two of you. And I would imagine, and maybe you have not heard, but once you have that kind of connection with someone that you're, you develop through hypnosis, there's likely that that's going to uh, exist outside of the hypnosis session where something else can bring the two of you together without being right there together. And that would be another form of synchronicity, like running into some of your clients out there in a mall someplace or at a party or even in some stranger way. That's exactly where I was about to go. I just had one of these just about, it must have been four or five weeks ago, pre-corona. And um, so I had just um, spoken to a client who has come to me before, in this case for smoking cessation, and uh, we had done a session just a, a few days prior to that. So we, I was doing a follow-up with her. And um, we were supposed to do a, a subsequent session. And she couldn't for some reason uh, because she had a business meeting. So she shifted her appointment. And um, so on the way home from work that day, um, I walk into a restaurant of the many restaurants that were at that time open in the White Plains area in, in Westchester. I sit down at my table, and this woman is sitting right next to me, the woman who I've just spoken with before. So I I see that as a synchronicity. It Uh, is. It it is. And the nice thing about that is you were supposed to meet, you couldn't meet, and yet you met. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. It's not any earth-shaking thing, but once you establish a bond like that, it's my theory as well as evidence for it is that bond continues to exist for a while and it's like being a a bungee cord connection between the two people it stretches but it doesn't break at least for a while 
and I call them tunnels between minds, uh, where the minds are still connected and following along on the same path, even though they don't know it. And that's just a nice illustration of that concept, Bob. Yes, well said. And, and I think, you know, again, going back to the experience, the interchange between myself as a hypnotist table right next to me, I had no foreknowledge of her being there. And there she was. So some connective tissue was established, I believe. I agree. And it gets established other ways. And I'm generalizing now from your hypnotic experience to other experiences uh, that that can happen uh, at dance when I at I dance when I dance with somebody. It establishes a connection and it happens in other hot emotional places where two people come together and that bond remains. It's the most pr the primary ones are with uh, family members. Uh, where this this tunnel between minds uh, this continues to exist in a form, even though the people are separated, and you are creating those on a regular basis with your hypnotic experiences. Yes, yes. If I can, I can actually uh, a uh, an experience comes to mind um, with family members that uh, will always stay with me um, that I think I shared with you once before, and it 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 represents, as I know you, you like to categorize these, which I think is a very logical and intelligent way to, to frame all of this, um, the, the, um, this triangulation experience that I had with my, my mother and my brother and myself in a very, very improbable way will always stay with me. Um, if you, if you, I can tell you the story if you'd like and uh, or tell your listeners the story. Um, it was a one in a infinite number of possibilities as I see it. And, um, and, and I would categorize it again as a triangulation because my, I was on the phone with my mother and then the, the simultaneous with that call was a, was a synchronicity with my brother um, as though somehow this energy was being shared between the three of us facilitating the experience. Go ahead. Okay. So, so, um, I'll, I'll, I'll start, well, let me do this in sequence. So this is in 2002, when I, while I was still in the television business. I was in, um, I was up over Memorial Day weekend with my, my wife and two children visiting her father in Portland, Maine. And the, the, the goal was to leave from Portland, Maine to go down to Boston to see some of the television stations that I would you know, visit on a regular basis to show them some of my stuff. And I realized while I was up there in Portland on that Sunday of that three-day weekend um, that I had forgotten an important um, piece of research that I needed, and I had left it in my home in Katona. So that Sunday morning, I changed plans, caught a flight back to Westchester Airport, a small four-gate um, uh, airport in, in the White Plains area. And, um, and so I flew back in this unplanned way back to uh, to Westchester, got into a rental car, called my mother, who was alive at the time, to let her know that I was back uh, for another day, and if she needed me, I could come out and see her. And as I was on the phone in this rental car, and, and the airport was just dead quiet that day. There was there was no traffic going in and out because it was the middle of this, this uh, three-day weekend. As I was on the phone with her, um, speaking to her, there is one car stopped in front of me, a Jaguar, at the light, ready to exit onto the major highway 
uh, that runs north and south in Westchester, 684. And as I was on the phone with her, talking to her and letting her know that I was available if she needed me, um, I, I looked at the passenger, the back of the passenger's head in the car in front of me, that Jaguar. And I immediately know it's my brother, Jeff, who lives in Potomac, Maryland. He had no business to be in Westchester whatsoever. And so as I was on the phone with my mother, I said, Mom, you know, this is crazy, but I think Jeff is in the car in front of me. And she expressed disbelief. What would he be doing there? I start, I honk the horn. I see the profile, profile of my brother. And I throw my hands out the window. I'm waving to him so they don't drive. The person who was driving doesn't take off. And he gets out of the car. And there we are in that synchronous moment um, with my mother on the phone in this triangulation format, um, experiencing an incredibly improbable synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah, that is very low probability. And part of the Part of the way I think about these things is when you don't uh, follow the regular routine of daily life, when you have to do something out of the ordinary, which you were doing by having to fly back to Westchester, um, that increases the likelihood of a coincidence like this. And then your brother was doing something that was out of the ordinary, too. But, but then what statisticians miss in calculating the probabilities of coincidences is the timing of them. The timing of your being behind the car that had your brother in it. That, that like the timing, uh, it's even more refined the timing than sitting next to your client in the restaurant. Right. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment and we got a beautiful synchronicity being described by Barb Pargamot. Pargament, who is the owner of the Westchester Hypnosis Center. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a cal... With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! <laughs> yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Calorie restricted diet with a great pure sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. 
Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. Audience, if you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. Or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Bernie Beitman, MD, host of Connecting with Coincidence, and we're talking with Bob Pargamont, who is the owner of the Westchester Hypnosis Center about hypnosis and how hypnosis can increase the probabilities of coincidences. But the story that Bob just told us is not a hypnosis story. It's a very improbable coincidence story. And the point I was making at the end of the last segment was that that the timing of a coincidence is not taken into consideration when statisticians calculate the probability of a coincidence. They multiply the base rates, that is the frequency of a particular one event down by the frequency of the other event. So in this one, it would have been the likelihood of Bob's brother being in Westchester and the likelihood of Bob being in Westchester. Well, Bob is, goes to Westchester a lot, so that's not a big deal probability-wise, that day it was. But his brother being there, well, it's a lower probability, but still his brother f- flies around and goes places. So the, it's not a really low probability thing unless, until you hit the timing. The yes. timing of this was what made this a low probability event. So this, the elimination of the timing part of coincidences lets statisticians claim that these are not such improbable events, but they are. And the timing here illustrates that. 
So you had a triangulation here, Bob, and I wonder uh, between your mother being on the phone with you and you being the good son that you are saying, if you need me, I'm here. And that was an emotion in there that's really important because emotions are a key part of making coincidences happen often. And there's your brother. How do you how do you imagine that this triangulation at the Westchester Airport outside of New York City took place? Well, you, know, you make an excellent point, because I think that as I'm thinking about it, you're um, based on your 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 commentary that. Um, you know, probably there was the emotion of feeling some sort of uh, connection to vulnerability, knowing that my mother was alone at that point in her life. And um, and my my instinct was to make myself available to her, knowing that um, that she was alone and vulnerable. And I guess the empathetic side of me was was creating that feeling within myself as well. And that might have facilitated it. And I also love what you just said about the um, the the the, inabil- the inability to calculate the time factor in this because you know if you think about the infinite number of seconds and milliseconds in this world, here I am at that split second in time, right behind my brother's car. He had never been to Westchester Airport before, by the way, and um, and so in that one split second of the the infinite number of seconds. That's when we connect. A mere second difference, and I either would have not pulled up behind him, he would have been off on that main highway, or, um, you know, we just would have missed each other. So that, that is a very, very important factor, both of those. The, the emotional state, which I, as I look back on it now, really encompassed some vulnerability, I would imagine, and some, you know, empathy, uh, concerned about, concern about my mother as a a son would have, and um, and then just that interesting time factor. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's... I, I, this, this is a funny coincidence here because I'm just writing about um, uh, creating coincidences by acting, uh, that that it's like called seize the moment kind of coincidence, that you, you've got to act right now or else it's not going to happen. Mm. And it's part of this section I'm writing about uh, coincidences help exercise the mind. The, 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 in this case, it's the exercise of acting right now or the coincidence goes away. And I eliminated that section today because they didn't have a good example. But this is a great example because this coincidence would not have happened had you not recognized your brother's head right. and then did some crazy beeping so that uh, the car would stop in front of you. And I may, I may have to pull back on putting that thing back in there because this is an example where you had to seize the moment. Um, and we need to seize moments outside of creating coincidences, but this is exercise in, look, in, in being able to act quickly so that something you, that's fun, interesting, will happen. And, and if I can say also, apropos of, of uh, the uh, this element of exercising the mind, I think it. I think these synchronicities have really exercised me spiritually. Um, uh, as I once mentioned to you, you know, I come from a uh, secular background. Um, my father was. Uh, we often tongue in cheek referred to him as the devout atheist because he was so um, so hard, you know, so so um, unyielding. Uh, with his his view of atheism, and uh, so I always felt that there was 
a question in my mind about things that transcend our our three-dimensional plane. You know, is there something bigger? Is there a God? Whatever it might be. And when these synchronicities have occurred to me, they've really broadened my my perspective in life about, um, you know, something much larger than just this three-dimensional world. So just as you were, as you were mentioning, the, uh, uh, the expansion of uh, uh, the, the, the beneficial effects of this for the mind, it also has created very beneficial effects upon my spirit, I would say. It's opened me up to much greater possibilities. It is one of the major contributions of coincidence awareness to do just what they are doing for you, Bob. Yes, yes, I'm very grateful for them. Um, had I not had them, I'm not sure I would, you know, have this perspective today. Yeah, it makes you think there's something else going on here. And I've been, I've had that question for a long time. What is going on around here? Right. It's something, it's something they ain't telling me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but these coincidences point to that something. And it, it's like, that's what I, that's curiosity for me and for anybody else. And for you too, you say, Okay, this happened. It suggests there's something else going on here, um, but what is it? Uh, so I'll call it spiritual. But I'm I'm into thinking about uh, our living in a simulation these days. It's a it's a fun way of thinking about us being uh, avatars in a somebody else's computer game. But yes, we, that we have some free will in this, and part of their fun is seeing how we make choices and how that influences how they're going to play the game. And that the end result of the game for each of us avatars is if we if we learn we're really in this computer game, then we get to go to a different computer game. Right. Yeah, I love the work of Leonard Susskind on the holographic universe. And uh, uh, yes, I know there's a lot of talk about this. Um, it's not implausible as I see it. I mean, if we if we played a video game, look at the level of sophistication of the games as they are right now in this state of the art level. Um, the detail, the um, you know, every hair moves and the breeze <laughs> on these characters and infuse those characters with artificial intelligence and a sense of consciousness. And maybe they're just like, you know, what we're experiencing. Very good. So, Very yeah, good. it's fascinating stuff. It really is. Very good. So as we as as we get to the uh, end of this segment, uh, I, I want to make sure we we segue into how hypnosis self-hypnosis has helped you uh, see more coincidences and how maybe that can be generalized to uh, our listeners. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Well, we're not finished with this segment, so let's be. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. Well, we're going to, we're going to, this is setting us up for the next, for the next segment, Bob. Great. But go ahead. So tell us what you do uh, with yourself that, that helps increase the likelihood of coincidences for you. It's a wonderful question. So, you know, I can induce these states of what would probably be measurable in the in the realm of theta, you know, a particular brainwave state. Um, and, th and theta is like about um, seven uh, hertz. Is that seven cycles per second to 14, if memory serves me correctly? Something in that range. I've seen different um, uh, parameters on these various brainwave states, the four key brainwave states, beta state of fight or, uh, fight or flight, um, which is about, I think, 28 cycles per second and up. Um, uh, one experiences that when they have to run or, you know, get away from danger. 
Uh, Alpha would be the next state down, which is a state of focused awareness, watching a movie, reading a book, and absorbed in the storyline, something like 14 to 28 cycles per second. Theta is getting into the state of hypnosis, deeper meditative states, 7 to 14, and then Delta is below that, which is deep dreamless sleep. So there are devices, which I have long been a proponent of, called light and sound machines, which we corresponded on once, um, which are phenomenal devices um, that bilaterally stimulate the brain into either the alpha or the theta states. And so that's actually how I really got into hypnosis, because the first time I used one of these um, um, new machines back in Oh, about 1990 or so, um, I noticed that, that I, first of all, I went into a very, very deep state. It's using pulsing light, um, which you observe through the eyelids, clo the uh, closed eyelids through um, what are called Gansfeld glasses with um, LED lights in today's technology, different colored lights that are pulsing at a particular frequency, as well as, well as headphones that are um, playing binaural beats which will also induce trance even by themselves. But the synergistic effect of the sound with the light is very, very entrancing. People, I should just say as a caveat, that people who have epilepsy shouldn't use these machines, but that's fairly rare. Um, but anyway, so when I use these machines, um, there are numerous, numerous manufacturers out there of light and sound machines. They're widely used overseas, not so much here, but more and more people are discovering them here. And so you go, one goes into, I'll speak, I'll speak in the first person, I go into a very, very deep state. I mean, it's a, a real state of trance. And, and, and let's, let's leave ourselves in this deep state of trance as we transition. Sure. To, as we transition to our next segment, talking with Barb Pargament, owner of the Westchester Hypnosis Center, about hypnosis and synchronicity. And they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Think. What's back in? What's back in? 
In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Yes, we're welcoming back, welcoming back Bob Pargament about hypnosis. And we're talking about sound and light machines that help induce trance states that increase the likelihood of coincidences. What a thing. The sound and light are key parts of mystical experiences and meditation experiences that help people reach higher consciousness, that people for centuries have talked about the, the sound of God and the lights that come through from the higher spheres. And here we have machines that are aiding people to expand consciousness. So, Bob, tell us more about you, the machines, and what they do with you. Sure, sure. So these machines are bilaterally stimulating the brain. And you're absolutely right. There is a long human history of, of um, light, uh, trance induced by light and by sound. Drumbeats uh, often do it in shamanic practices. And, um, and pulsing light, um, watching a campfire, for example, can be very uh, entrancing. And um, uh, it's, it has been postulated by some that in the ancient sleep temples, they would use a spoked wheel in front of a light source, like a candle or a flame, and, and spin the spoked wheel and the flickering light through the, um, through the spokes, which would pulse then, would induce a state of trance. These, are these light and sound machines are much more um, sophisticated, obviously. They are fine-tuned to particular um, levels of trance. So within those alpha and theta states, there are, there are strata within those that can um, create states of concentration when, when the session is complete, um, help you sleep, help you meditate, uh, all sorts of 
brainwave states that can be induced. And what I've noticed is that after using these, um, because the mind and the inner self is so much quieter, the egoic mind is, you know, you're much less in that state of, of chatter, monkey mind, is, as it's often said. Um, I, I, there's something, it's intuitive on some level, I, I recognize that, but there's some higher degree of receptivity that occurs from doing that. And, um, and I've noticed that these synchronicities, and I've just given you one, um, occur with greater frequency after using the light and sound machines. The other way that I can go into these states is through self-hypnosis. Once you've done, once you've been hypnotized, um, you, you know the baseline, you know the, 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 the feeling of it. And with just a little practice, one can go into these deep states and these synchronicities also occur from doing that. Well, give us some give us some stories. Oh, I'd be glad to. So um, I'll give you this story. Speaking of my brother before, my brother Jeff, the one who lives in Potomac. Um, Jeff, my brother Jeff, is in Ripley's Believe It or Not from uh, the first half of this story. This the first half of the story isn't so much the synchronicity; it's the second part that I'll tell you as, as part A and part B. Is this so, story related to your self hypnosis? Um, no, in this case, it's not. Um, but I'll, do, I'll then I'll, I'll I'll switch gears to one that is. Okay. So um, because his, his story is again hasn't been Ripley's believe it or not. That's why I went to that. But my story, um, one story, uh, is uh, took place in 2011, March of 2011. Um, my wife and I, and this was after you know years of practicing hypnosis. My wife and I made plans with two friends of ours. We lived up in northern Westchester, and these two friends lived on the island. And we decided to meet on City Island, a a strip of of land in the Bronx, which has a lot of seafood restaurants and so on. It's a kind of a hidden secret in in New York. Most New Yorkers don't even know about it. It's a beautiful little area. So anyway, it was March of 2011, and we were... um, we had made plans with these two friends from the island to meet at this restaurant that Leslie had been to once before in her life. She'd only been to City Island once, and it was called the Black Well, an old established restaurant there. So it's a bitter cold night in March of 2011. The four of us meet right on cue for our, for our six o'clock reservation. We walk into the Black Well, and um, as we walked into the Black Well, the maitre d' said, oh, I have you in the book for 7.30, I can't seat you. So we had driven all this distance. We could have made a, a big to-do, but we decided to check out another place that we had seen on the way over just two doors down that had a, a grand opening sign, a French restaurant called BSK, short for Bistro Stefan Kane, the name of the owner. So knowing that this place, uh, you know, looked interesting, we we said, never mind, we'll walk over to, the, to this other restaurant. We walk inside BSK, and there's the owner, Stefan Kane, a man with a pronounced French accent, and sits us down, and, you know, we, we order our, our meal, and he made some nice recommendations. We have a great meal, and we're about to leave about two hours later, and Leslie is up at the front of the restaurant with her friend Laura, and he's helping them on with their coats, and I'm at the table just a few feet away signing the check, and Leslie spontaneously asks him, and you know, making small talk, she said, where are you from? Where's that French accent from? And he said, I'm from France, and we're in France, uh, northeastern France. We're in northeastern France. He said, the Alsace-Lorraine region, a place called Metz. Metz, I think, is the 
third or fourth largest city in in France. France has 75 million people, as I recall, and Metz is about a half a million. And so I, my ears perk up because I know one person in the entire country of France of 75 million people, and it's my cousin Bernard. Uh, he's a, a third cousin of mine who I have visited there, and he's visited us here in the States, who happens to live in Metz. So, you know, playing this little game of what we sometimes call Jewish geography, I said, um, does the name Bernard Kronzenblum mean anything to you? And this man's a total stranger to me, and his eyes glaze over. He starts to stammer. He's pointing to the wall as his hand is shaking, and he utters, the entire restaurant is, you can hear a pin drop. He says, he's my father. So we're all, everybody's stunned. And I said, he's your father. I said, I didn't know, you know, he, he had any children here living in the States. And, and essentially, as the story unfolds, um, he was adopted uh, at the, as a teenager, as a homeless teenager you know, on the streets of Metz. My cousin Bernard saw him. They knew him. He knew him because he used to, um, Stefan used to wait on their table or, or bus their table at a restaurant that my cousin would frequent in Metz. And when he saw him sleeping on a park bench one night because he was thrown out, Stefan was thrown out by his father, my cousin Bernard um, very warmly offered him a place to stay. He owned a building with an apartment that was empty and let him stay in his apartment. And that's what got him back on his feet and allowed him to open up this restaurant business. And what he was pointing to on the wall with, with his handshaking was the only portrait in this entire restaurant, and it was my cousin Bernard just a few feet away from me. I didn't notice it until this all unfolded. But if you think about those milliseconds of time, how this could have been, I wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, Bernie, right? That's kind of one of the themes in synchronicity, how one door closes, another door opens, you take a, you make another decision. Um, that's what happened here. and. Had Leslie not asked the question, this information would have never flown between us. And there it was. It's that what you're getting telling me today is the seize the moment uh, thing. Act right now that uh, that you're that Leslie asked the question. Yes. Uh, and it, all, all that never, never would have happened, at least consciously, if Leslie hadn't asked the question. And, and it was a connection that was, it was easy to do coming from once she asked him where he was from, Metz. But then if she didn't do that, it wouldn't have happened. So what made her do that? It was, she was a whole part of a whole flow of things that her curiosity, again, we come to curiosity, how curiosity gets rewarded when you're interested in the mind of the other person and curiosity leads to coincidences sometimes because you ask, because you look, because you wonder, and then you get that dopamine squirt and you've got a great story to tell. Right. Uh, right. She, she, she was and, the, con she was the conduit. She, she, she opened up that, that conversation that resulted in that amazing. Yes. Moment. And, and uh, the decision to go to the restaurant was uh, built up to that. So, so she was part of a whole process. And that's what's important to look at. It's not she didn't do it. She, she was the final step. She can get the credit for it, like some people do, uh, in a whole series of coincidences. But, but there was a whole series of uh, decisions that led to it. Now, this was not a hypnosis-induced coincidence. 
Well, I, I wouldn't. I, I would say that. I mean, because I do the. I, I engage in these activities of self hypnosis through light and sound machines, or in the more conventional way of putting myself into a deep state. Um, I did. I do that on a fairly regular basis. So. My guess is that you know if you were to, to do an EEG on my on my brain, you probably would see it in a more relaxed pattern. You know, more of that uh, theta wave, perhaps, because you know after doing this again, the mind becomes very quiet. And if you're doing it with some regularity, you're in that state more often, obviously. And I think th I think that might have facilitated it. I think that's uh, as we're getting near the end of this as show. I think that is such an important point for our listeners. There are many ways to still the rational mind and become more relaxed and intuitive, where you can get messages for your mind to act on. You don't know exactly why, but it seems like the right thing to do. And self-hypnosis, as Bob Pargamon is telling us, is a way to slow down all that chatter in our heads and allow us to tune into what might be called the world soul to feel connected to the events going on around us in a way that allows more stuff to happen that makes you wonder gee whiz there's something else going on here so bob pargament thank you very very much for being on the show great stories and you you giving the our audience a lot to think about in inducing their own hypnotic synchronicity states you're listening to sketching with coincidence i'm your host dr bernie Biteman, md on the exxon broadcast network thank you bob pargament thank you too bernie <laughs>